Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. Is Scripture mythology? Is the Bible mythological? There's a lot of people who are in our colleges who are going to be taught this over the next semesters. Freshmen are coming in. Students are getting back to the colleges this week. Classes are starting again. And one of the things that they'll hear over and again is the Bible's mythology. Now, this is undermining to many of the faith of people, so we want to look at what are the claims of the Bible. Is it important what we believe? Unfortunately, many Christians even hold to the, play, to the position that there is truth in the Scripture, even if it's not historically accurate. And sometimes they make a distinction that claiming mythology can be true, even though mythology is not historically accurate. In other words, there's truths in the Scripture, even if they didn't actually happen. Now, this is something that's kind of invading the church. And indeed, we must be careful and ask, what, what should we think about this? Is this an unnecessary dichotomy that they're making of what is true and how do we know what's true? Well, part of this answer is found in today's verse. We've been in the book of 2 Peter, and actually I just wanted to focus in the last couple of weeks on this process of growing by which we become experientially partakers of the divine nature. When we are born again and come to Christ, we receive the Spirit of God, the Spirit comes to live within us. But but on a practical day-by-day basis, we're, how do we change and transform so that we are filled with the Spirit of God and our characters changed? And that's what we were looking at the last couple of weeks in the first chapter, in chapter one of Second uh, Peter. But I'm, we're continuing on, and I, uh, the continuing verses are good, so let's just keep on going in Second Peter for a while. And we want to look at today's verse, and here's what he writes. He's laying down some authority, his authority for what he can speak about. He just told us, as we saw yesterday, I can stir you up by way of reminder. I'm about to die, he said. My, they're laying aside my earthly body's coming soon. I'm not going to be here much longer. I'm going to stir you up by way of reminder. I'm going to tell you things you may already know, but I don't mind saying again. If it's worth saying, it's worth repeating. Can I say that to you? Maybe you parents, your grandparents, your grandparents, whatever age you are, uh, students here, if it's worth saying, it's worth repeating. And the truths of the gospel, the truths of the scripture, they have to be said over and over again. Rarely does someone learn it, something by hearing it just once. If it's worth saying, it's worth repeating. We repeat it until it's in our lives, and then we're reminded of it, as Peter said, and we saw in yesterday's message. Here's what he says today. For we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when, we, he, for when he received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as was made to him by the majestic glory, in other words, what God said to him, this is my beloved Son in whom I well pleased. And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Notice Peter here is making the claim, this really happened. 
This really happened. We saw it with our eyes. We heard it with our ears. We were eyewitnesses and we, with our own eyes, and we heard it with our ears. This, there would be tremendous value in understanding what happened at the transfiguration. There's tremendous, shall we say, a truth there. If, if someone would say, well, it didn't, it didn't matter if it really happened or not. There's truths here. There's truth. But Scripture teaches it did happen. And this is why someone who would ever say, well, let's look at the deeper truth, and it doesn't matter whether the historical aspect of it happened, well, be suspicious of that. Why make this dichotomy? Why, why pit one against the other? It was historically true, and there's truths beneath just the history of it that we want to understand. And this is the way it is with much of Scripture. There's many places now where people are questioning or they're saying, well, it doesn't matter if it really happened. What's the truth that it represents? Well, it does matter that it happened. Our, our religion, Christianity, is based on history. It reveals a God who, who is involved with us. It is, not, it is not a religion just of principles. It is not a religion just of truths. It's not a religion just of ideas. It is a religion based on a personal God, a real God, a God who exists, a God who interacts with people. He's not just a bunch of ideas. He's not just an energy force. He's, he's not just a philosophy. He's a personal being, an eternal being, who loves, who thinks, who interacts, who has emotion, who has relationship with people. And he's involved in our world. And indeed, the miracles that we see, the stories we read, some of which sound hard to believe, well, that's why they're there, because we're talking about a God who's supernatural. If everything could be explained away rationally and scientifically, then where's God in the whole picture? Well, he, really, he's not the living God. He's just a God. He's just a, a set of ideas or principles. No, we don't set one against the other. The Christian religion is based on a living God who invades history, who interacts with people. The events in the Bible are historically true, as on, and there are deeper truths behind them that we want to understand as well. Both are true. Let's go ahead and read about this truth. What was Peter referring to? He was referring to an event called the Transfiguration. We'll read from the book of Mark, chapter 9, since this is the book written by uh, Mark was the nephew of Peter, and very likely got his information on writing this book from Peter's accounts. Here we go. And six days later, this was after Jesus had declared that people would see the, the um, uh, kingdom of God one day, and he'd, he'd been, Peter had declared him to be the Christ, acknowledged him the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, on this, I'll build my church. And he told them he's headed to Jerusalem, he's going to be crucified. And then, here we go, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and brought them up on a high mountain by themselves. This is a real mountain in Israel, by the way. And he was transfigured before them, and his garments became radiant and exceedingly white, 
as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. All right, this is the event that happened. This is what Peter said, I saw with my own eyes. We were eyewitnesses of this. We were there. Jesus was on this mountain, and he his, his garments, everything became this shining bright white, whiter than any launder could ever make it. It was a, he was, he called it a transfiguration. Moses and Elijah appeared to talk with him, and they appeared and they were having discussion. Peter, not knowing what to say, said, where were we? Uh, Rabbi, Peter responds, said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good that we're here. Let's make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. For he did not know how to reply, for they had become terrified. Then a cloud formed, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. And suddenly they looked around and saw no one with them anymore except Jesus alone. What There's significance to this event. Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophets. We talk about in the Old Testament the law and the prophets, the premier lawgiver, Moses, the premier prophet, Elijah. And, and they were there speaking with Jesus. Jesus was transfigured, not Moses, not Elijah. Jesus was transfigured. And remember when God, when Moses or Peter's saying, let's build tabernacles for you. God, the voice of God, the majestic glory appears, and he doesn't say, listen to all of them. He, he distinguishes, this is my son, listen to him. He's elevating Jesus Christ above Moses and Elijah. He's, he's elevating Jesus above the old covenant and saying there's a new covenant. Jesus is transfigured and Jesus transcends. Yes, there is a deeper truth here. The deeper truth is that the new covenant is supreme. Jesus rises above the law and the prophet. But those deeper truths don't in any way mean the event didn't happen. It did happen. Peter says, I'm an eyewitness of it. I was there. And so when we read Scripture, be aware that we're talking about a living God involved in history. He's personal. He's involved in events. Be, be careful of people who tell you, well, it doesn't matter if it really happened. There's deeper truths to it. It did happen. The resurrection happened. The virgin birth happened. The incarnation happened. The miracles of Jesus happened. Were there deeper truths in all these things? You, yes, obviously. But it's based on real events. The Old Testament miracles happened. The Red Sea was divided. The, the, the Israel did come out of Exodus. God did create the world. All of these things happen. It's not just mythology. These are real events. They really happen. David did slay Goliath. You go right through the whole thing. It's more that these are, they were real events. Amen? Our God is a living God. We know truths and we allow our lives to be transformed by them because we know that these things that God did are real. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise today. You're the living God. You're involved in life. Don't ever let us reduce you to just a set of ideas or principles or, or think truths that we can learn behind the story. Yes, we want to know those truths. We want to understand you. We want to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
but we thank you that the way you've revealed yourself and the events recorded throughout Scripture are things that you did. We thank you that we don't have a religion based on cleverly devised tales. It's not made in mythology. It's not made up stories that that teach deeper truth. It is true accounts, true accounts of what you've done. And Father, Jesus, Lord Jesus, you've done in the past. We believe you can do it again. We believe you can do it again. We ask that you'd show yourself to be the living God in our lives. We ask that we'd walk in this faith. We pray that we would see you show up for us. We pray, oh God, that we would be trusting and believing. Oh, deliver us from unbelief. Deliver us from the subtle unbelief, the subtle uh, uh, ideas that we maybe have accepted that limit you and put you in a box and say you can't do things or you didn't do things or you won't do things. Help us to walk with you in faith. Might we might might our faith like might we have faith that lets us see things as did Peter. We know we know there's just Peter, James and John up there was a small small group. Why they were chosen, I'm not sure, Lord. I know when you came down from that mountain, you ran into disciples who couldn't cast out a demon from the the man because of their lack of faith, their littleness of their faith. Father, I pray we would We'd be like Peter, James, and John who see the glory of God, not like the other disciples who failed by their lack of faith. Oh, might we be people of great faith. Help us to trust you. Help us to not doubt. Help us to excel in faith, we pray. We bless you today. We love you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, as you can tell, I'm fired up by this. The Word of God is powerful. Our God is powerful. He's not just a set of truths. He's a living God. He's active in our world. Behind His actions, we we know who He is. We discover who He is. We live with Him. We follow Him. But it happened. It's true. It's in the Bible. We believe it. So thanks for being with me today. If you're new, a special welcome to you. I hope you do subscribe to our channel and and like the video tell your friends leave a comment all these things are I, i like to know who's out there so i pray you do that and i pray you will join us regularly there's a group of us here who come every day and we and we get into the word of god we've made it a habit now we've made a commitment we but every day we can we're here not just when we feel like it not just when it's convenient not just like when it looks like the topic is interesting We come day by day by day, and we trust God to be building in our lives, strengthening us. So if that's you, so glad you're here. Love you guys. If you're just visiting, I hope you join us regularly. We'll be here tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. live, or you can listen later in the day, or even uh, listen to the, the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher. So until we meet tomorrow, might God strengthen you. Might you walk in faith. Might you be a partaker of the divine nature. Might you know the love of God and walk in it in its fullness. God bless you all. I love you and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.